If you were stuck in an elevator for 24 hours, who would you want to be stuck with? And it, and it had glass. Right, so you could see out. <laughs> what are you thinking? I mean, is my mind that transparent? I'm just saying. So, you know, 24 hours, stuck in a lift. Wow. Uh, there's a long list of people that I could think of. Um, well, the, ex- excluding, you know, loved ones. Oh, I was going to say, the obvious there. choice is the missus because, yep. you know, in case you she ever listens to the show, yeah. I just got to give her a nod. Uh, I would say Casey Stoner. Really? Yeah. Why? I think he's really misunderstood, and I'm a motorcycle fanatic. Yeah. Um, he achieved an amazing set of race wins and results and everything, but no one seems to like he's had a bit of a bagging, and he quit at the top, which is fine, but I think he just had so much more in his career. I just really would like to get inside his head and understand um, what was going on with his career and why he bailed so early. Mm. Like, he was only 27. Wow. He had years of racing left in him. Mm. I just, I just, for someone so driven yep. to bail, um, yeah, I just would really like to understand that mindset. Plus, his wife's hot, so. <laughs> Said one person. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome back to the Tradies Business Show, tackling the tough issues like who would you like to be stuck in a lift with and who's got the hottest wife. <laughs> G'day, Casey, if you're listening too, mate. We might send this to him and, and try and get him on the I'd show. I'd love to get Casey on the show, actually. Now, there's, right. a, there's, a, there's a goal. All right. If you're listening and you know Casey Stoner or have a connection to him, would love to interview the guy. I think he's a very complex dude. I want to well, get inside his Do you head. think that's a good thing to say if we want him on the show? Let's yeah. Just... I want to hear what he's got to say. Okay. Well, there's our goal. Listeners, you Casey need Stoner. To help us get, get him, him on, on the here show. By Christmas. Righto. By Christmas. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, what are we actually talking about on today's episode, apart from motorcycles? Well, probably, um, you know, maybe a guest just as good as Casey Stoner, who knows, Uh, is Adam Leishman, who is uh, someone I think that probably you could call a a serial entrepreneur, perhaps. Mm -hmm. He's got many, many ABNs and many active businesses since he was Mm -hmm. 16, and uh, he runs a a picture-perfect TV repair electrical Aerial business, mm-hmm. as well as uh, the, very technical. Yes, uh, as well as the commercial guys, which is a commercial real estate agency, mm-hmm. as well as many other things, yep. uh, and is also the president of the local commerce caboolture chamber of commerce here. Mm. Interesting dude, actually, and uh, yeah, I won't, I won't spoil the interview. We'll, we'll let you listen in and uh, find out about another massive achievement uh, that Adams yeah. uh, managed to tackle over the last twelve months. Yeah. So, uh, 22 years in business, lots to learn. So, uh, let's see what he's got to say. Enjoy. So, welcome, Adam, to the show. Morning. How are you? G'day, Adam. I'm great. Thanks, mate. Now, firstly, we need to touch on um, an amazing fun fact of Adam's. Mm -hmm. So, how many days straight has it been that you've been running for now? Well, I'm going to have to pull you up there. It's not a fun fact. (laughs) It might be a fact. Uh... 
That's, I still don't get why they call them fun runs either. Uh, I've been running uh, every day straight for 406 days today. Wow, congratulations. And uh, how has that uh, impacted on you? Or what made you start running, I guess? A bit uh, like Forrest Gump. Well, I, you know, you get to that point in your life, you've got a couple of kids, you've got businesses, and somebody says to you, health ins- you know, uh, life insurance and disability insurance, and so you go to the, get the medical and you fail the medical. And there's those words on the, you know, form that say morbid obesity. And you stare at them for a couple of months and you figure something's got to change. So that's really what it came down to, Adam, was uh, you know, somebody, I guess, gave you a jolt? Look, I think so. I, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I was a fat guy for a long time and you always go on different paths of trying to change that. But I, I think that's the one that must have stuck in my head was that, you know, failing a, a medical test and you know morbid obesity when you get referred to as that uh, it sort of sticks for a while that's a fairly serious <laughs> term isn't it yeah, yeah it was, there's a level under it that's just called obesity and i wasn't that i was morbid so <laughs> so, so you're all about doing things properly mate <laughs> well that's right <laughs> well done um i got a i got a question that's probably not as heavy as that but how many pairs of runners have you been through oh well you, and you you when you're talking to runners they all bang on about shoes and having good shoes and replacing them and I didn't think there was anything in that um, I use the I, I use the same brand and model of shoe now and I can run 400 kilometers on them and I can put the old one on and a new one on and they feel like different running shoes so I now change shoes every 400 kilometers 400 k's yep <laughs> so how long does that last you mate because three or four months wow okay so you don't have a car <laughs> The, the, I, I enjoy driving. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you do. But uh, today's interview is not just about you running, mate. And uh, we, we're having a look at some photos before we hit record in today's episode of, of you 12 months ago and you now. And I have to say, listeners, uh, when I first met Adam, uh, who, when he came in the studio this morning, I was like, yeah, g'day, mate. You know, you just look like a, a regular bloke, fairly fit. Um, and then I saw the photos from a year ago. I was like, wow, this guy has lost a lot of weight. Mm, uh, oh yeah. Running, uh, running in CrossFit, I lost 40 kilos. Well done, mate. So something that, that always intrigues me around that, and, and this isn't a fitness podcast, although you could He's be mistaken listening. He's a CrossFit listen. guy as well, so I'll just tune out. <laughs> Adam's now. speaking my language, so I'm a CrossFitter. But, uh, but I'm often fascinated, or I'm always fascinated, to see that any link between physical activity and fitness levels um, and you don't have to be insane about fitness um, but just some sort of committed fitness activity and business results has there been any correlation for you Adam oh an amazing um, journey in that regard and one you don't even anticipate happening Um, I run every morning you know 20-30 minutes Um, it's almost like forced meditation and you know, I, I listen to podcasts, I listen to this very podcast while I run some mornings. And then other mornings, if you've got some stuff going on at work and you just haven't quite got your handle on how you're going to solve a problem, I'll run with music. And, you know, I was never a big music person, but I find music unleashes the creativity in your brain. And I can step out with a, you know, for my run and I come back with the solution in mind. I go, I'm going to go do that today. I'm going I'm to fix that problem. Um, the other thing is, is when you run, it changed the way I eat. And, and you know, I'm on no special diet. I just puts food in my mouth like everyone else does but when you run every day you find you start putting different food in your mouth to support that but it's made my body less sluggish I think my mind's more clearer I I, I think I'm producing some of the best work I have in 20 years and all because of a journey I started that wasn't about this at all 
And so there would have to be some, uh, you know, reflection in the results in your businesses because you have more than one by the sounds of it. And yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But, uh, I mean, even in terms of revenue or profitability or anything, I mean, have you seen any correlation there? Oh, look, absolutely. Um, uh, but not only that, I mean, our, you know, I'm not the fee earner in my business. Um, lots of other people are. But when you have a lot more energy and animation about yourself in a daily activity, those around you, i.e. my team members... Uh, are more animated and you know more active in their day, and that's made the difference in the business. Mm. And, I and did we have a lot more fun. Yeah, and I did notice the other day on Facebook it was Active Wear Day in the ah, office yes. the other day, so it's good that your your team's all being part of it mm. as well. So lots of mammals in the office. Well, it, uh, Active Wear Day is another word for Lorna Jane Day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Except I don't wear Lorna Jane. I was going to say, mate, I'd love to see. No, actually, I wouldn't love to see you in a set of Lorna Jane tights. So you've been in business for a, a long time mm-hmm. now. And uh, like we said before, we think you have the record probably for the most AVNs of any of our guests, which is over 20. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on that as well as the person that's run the most. Uh, so how did it all start? Like when did you, you get the urge to go into business? And I, I grew up in a family where my, I only know small business. My, my parents um, were in small business since 1979. So they went into small business when I was four. And uh, dad's a TV tech. Um, and and so they own TV repair company, uh, companies all their life. And so I left high school. Um, well, I used to be Dad's tour boy in school holidays. And in year 10, one of the holiday school holidays, the, we had a car crash. A car pulled out in front of us. And, uh, you know, I got uh, a little bit of damage to my elbow, nothing permanent. But I got an insurance payout for $2,500 that I was able to get when I was 18. And so the moment I got that, I bought a mobile phone and a Yellow Pages ad and started installing antennas. And uh, that's where it started. Wow. And so uh, what's it like? It's, that's picture perfect. Picture so perfect aerial installations. It, yeah, yeah. And so ha- what's it like now? So where, it, you know, you started with just yourself and a phone. Yeah, look, what's we, your team size? And yeah, we, we fluctuate depending on what the workload's like. But at one point we had nine vans on the road covering all of southeast Queensland and support staff in the office and... Uh, yeah, it's been a been a fun journey. So, Adam, how do you manage? Um, I'm still stuck on the 20 ABNs thing, and your accountant <laughs> must love you, mate. Uh, <laughs> but how do you manage the the I guess potentially competing interests of multiple businesses? So, you know, there's the antenna business and the commercial guys, uh, which again we'll talk about in a moment, um, and you know, multiple other enterprises. I suppose how do you how do you divide your time amongst all of those effectively? Well, we don't. No one in our uh, team divides their time by business. They divide their time by role, um, and you just don't see the barriers of the businesses. Uh, one of my key roles is to make the phone ring, um, and it, it almost doesn't matter which phone's ringing or for what, whether it's you know uh, commercially, you know commercial agent or the Pitch Perfect business or any of the others. My job's to make the phone ring. Um, same with the accounts person. Her job's to do accounts, not just for this business or that business. Um, same with the support staff. They just there's no division in the businesses. It's just there's a job to be done, and that's what we do. Yeah, and it's it's about that clarity of role that I see is so important with the clients that I work with. Is um, instead of actually, I think being about tasks, it's about understanding the deliverables of that role. Um, so it's no good just ticking off a to do list uh, if you haven't actually created the outcomes that you're meant to 
in your role in an organisation. And for, for those of you listening to the show, to this episode, uh, if you're the business owner, it doesn't mean that you just do everything. You've still got to have a clearly defined role. And I believe written position descriptions for every single role in a business, whether it's just you and your wife or, or you and your husband um, or you and 15 staff, I think everybody still needs to have that clarity of what the outcomes are of the role that they've got. And I love that. Uh, languaging of yours, Adam, of make the phone ring. Mm. Uh. Oh, look, I've um, I've always been. That's my number one job is you know chase the work, find the work, and it doesn't matter if you're quiet or you're busy. And if anything, never take your foot off the gas pedal when you're busy. Just always be chasing the work. So that's a, such an important point because often business owners, you know, they hate the word sales or they hate being part of that role. But really, you said is the most critical role of the business owner, don't you? Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, I you know, I'm one of the subscribers to those four parts of a business. You've got your marketing, you've got your operations, you've got your PR, and, uh, and you've got your financial. Uh, but I've always believed it, 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 it starts with a phone call. Until that phone rings, it doesn't matter how good the rest of those other three are, you've got nothing. And that really ties in with something that Michaela and I talk about and previous guests we've spoken with about the fact that it's not good enough to be a good tradesman or good at your craft. You can be the best plumber, the best mechanic, the best painter, the best photographer, whatever your chosen craft is, um, and still have a shitty business uh, because there's more to it than just being good at what you do. You've actually got to be good at the business of what you do. Mm. Oh, look, and you know, if you are that good at what you do, you've got to tell someone. That's so right. So they desire your services. Exactly, which comes back to marketing and PR and all that stuff that mm. you talked about. Um, so y- you have another role as well, Adam, uh, which is you're the, the current president of Commerce Caboolture. So um, that's a fairly big area. How many members in uh, in that group, mate? Uh, we approach up to 100. Yep, okay. So that's uh, all obviously local business owners. Mm, look, it, you know, I there's two things I love. I love business and I love this town. And so to be president of a group of businesses... Uh, in this town's, uh, you know, an honour for me. Yep, yep. Now, uh, so as the president, obviously your job is to, or I, I'd say make the phone ring, but uh, <laughs> um, I, what do you see with those business owners? And I'm guessing a lot of those would be sort of small to medium enterprises. Uh, what do you see as some of the common mistakes that businesses make in this area? Probably the same that all business owners make is that they insulate themselves from uh, the, the the wider business community, cash flow problems, staffing problems, general anxiety from being in small business is not something you are experiencing on your own. We all experience uh, it. Twenty two years in business, I still experience it, and I think groups like that help people realise that their problems aren't just on their own. Uh, other people are experiencing the same problems, and they got past it, or they figured it out, or they you know, made the next sale anyhow. Because it's not just about networking, is it? Being part of a chamber of commerce or, I mean, there's a multitude of uh, business networking groups out there. Yeah, look, I I think for ours, um, it's almost like it's business socialising. It's, you know, coming together as a group of other businesses and just not trying to make the sale. It's actually just about being involved in the community. So it's something we often encourage our listeners to do is start networking and get involved in their local communities. What would you say to people that are, you know, I guess scared of a lot of people don't, you know, like networking or socialising in that sense. So what would you say to someone looking at going to their local Chamber of Commerce? Um, Whenever you're in a networking environment, uh, I think the number one thing is that people pick up on genuality. 
and I've just created a word, and that's fine. <laughs> it's not. Uh, we, we make our own vocabulary <laughs> all the time here. Adam. You, you've got to be genuine, and if you're not, you, you know, it, it's either looks forced or awkward. So, just be yourself. The number one thing about going to networking functions is being yourself and just having a good time. Um, and if you can't do that, go do go do something that you can do genuine. Uh, if it's watching your kid play soccer on a Saturday, do that and chat to the guys on the sideline. You know, if you're a plumber. You never, you know, you probably got a better chance of picking up a job that way than, and that's networking. Networking is just simply chatting about what you do. Mm. I saw a great quote recently, uh, and I'm going to make a horrible mess of this, and I can't remember who said it. So apologies to whoever actually quoted this, um, but it, it said pretty much: tension is being who you think you should be, relaxation is being who you are. Oh, I like that. And I think about that with networking. So many people are, are tense and stressed about going to networking events uh, or joining Chamber of Commerce or talking about themselves or their business to groups of people. But if you just relax and be who you are, other people actually identify with that. Mm. Um, and, and I always like to talk to, to my clients and, and people that we chat with about just imagine you're at the pub having a chat with a group of friends. Uh, now, it's easier said than done, obviously. But um, that whole thing about authenticity and just being yourself... Uh, is so very, very powerful in those sorts of networking groups. And if you're afraid of telling your story or you're afraid you've got nothing to say, just ask the questions. <laughs> let, let the other person talk. Put yourself in the driver's seat, yep. deflect everything. So tell me about your business. Exactly. <laughs> so 22 years in business, I'm sure that you've made some mistakes over the time. What do you and think still is, continue to do right, so. Right, yes. What do you think is you know one of the biggest mistakes that you've made but learnt from? Absolutely got me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a moment, Adam. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for that one. Sorry. Okay. So he, to, he, that'll be a big edit out. <laughs> Maybe we might actually leave this in. <laughs> but you, um, and it's interesting. Uh, we talk about mistakes in business and challenges and those sorts of things. Um, how do you how do you deal with? Have you ever experienced failure in business? Oh, absolutely. And I guess that's probably why I can't answer it well. Is is that Getting stuff wrong is just the nature of every day. And, uh, you know, you could say, oh, you know, if I try to drill down, you could say, oh, hiring this person or hiring that person or not, you know, taking too long to get my interview process right or stuff like that. But I will still hire poorly again in the future. But mm-hmm. the, the trick is to recognize when you have done that and move, you know, make the you know adjustment quickly and swiftly. Yeah. And it's that decisiveness, I think, that even though we will all continue to make mistakes or fail or, or have challenges or whatever languaging we want to put around it, it's how we actually respond to that and how decisive we are about uh, taking corrective action. Mm. Uh, I think that's what makes a difference between people in business who, who actually get somewhere and those who end up with just a whole string of failures and mistakes and never seem to actually stop making the same mistakes over and over again. Mm, absolutely. Or they don't start because of the fear of making mistakes. What if I fail or what if I don't get it right and, mm. and things like that. And what we find a lot of our listeners are at that point where perhaps it's themselves and a, a apprentice or just themselves, but the phone doesn't stop ringing. They're working, you know, 15-hour days and really need to take that next step and put on an employee. And that's a big fear factor for a lot of them is, you know, can I sustain sustain it and all that. So what do you say to somebody that's, because uh, I'm sure you've hired, you know, many multiple team members over the years and, and grown your business. What do you say is, how do they take that first step of really, you know, getting over that fear of starting their first employee? 
I think any time you're doing lots of things in your day that could be given to somebody else, that which gets in the way of you know you're you're, you're either a fee earner or you're not. Um, in, in you know, and, and that's in any organisation, you're either the fee earner or you're a support staff to that. So I think any time you're spending a big chunk of your day doing stuff that's not fee earning, um, that's something somebody else can do. So hire immediately, and 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 you got to follow it through. Give them the work. Um, a lot of people, I think, put on people and don't ever trust them to, you know, do some of the work. And, and what a classic example is that is invoicing. Um, and I, I, I was probably, a, you know, one of those people that left it too late to hand over that job. Well, not too late. I've certainly done it now. But um, And the thing I found is that I'm the worst person to be invoicing in my organisation because I go, oh, I know that name. Oh, I'll give them a discount. Or, oh, I know Mrs. Old Jones. I... 50% off for that one and, and we're the worst at I was costing myself money I, I, I love that somebody else in the organisation now does our invoicing because they've got a price list and they've got the job report from the guys and they invoice appropriately yeah yeah it's uh, it's so incredibly common for um, trade business owners to do that themselves Absolutely. and not trust anybody else to do it and yet I'm with you mate I would have to say and and for those listening to the show, you are not a bookkeeper. You're not an administrator. You're a bloody tradesperson. Go out and be good at your trade and recognize that there's people who charge probably half or less than what you do working on the tools to take care of all that stuff and take all that stress off the plate as well. Absolutely. And we'll do it better. Yeah. <laughs> do a better job of it. That's the, that's probably the, the really important point too. Um, so, uh, mate, tell us about the commercial guys. So this is your, well, not your latest and greatest. I mean, it's been going for a while, but uh, tell us about the commercial guys, Adam. We're a commercial real estate agent uh, agency here in town. Uh, my partner and I, Grant Simpson, uh, really just set out to have some fun doing what we enjoy. We love commercial real estate, and uh, him and I love having a, a fun day in the office, and, and that's the magic ingredient for us. And you were saying before we came on air that it's your first partnership in all these years. Yeah, so first business partnership. Yeah. So. so how did you go into that thinking, you know, we, did you have um, fear around going into a partnership for the first time or what were you really conscious of making that decision to start a partnership? Going into the partnership uh, wasn't a conscious decision to go after a partnership. Um, Grant Simpson, my partner, and I have been friends for a couple of decades. We've been... Uh, even when he was in a state in major sales roles, we were always on the phone talking about different things in the industry and industry trends. And so when he moved back to Queensland and uh, our conversation just increased more and to the point where we went, you know what, let's go have some fun. Let's go do it. And has it been fun? Oh, we have... We have uh, real estate agents have whiteboards everywhere. You, they're, they're, they have everything written up on a wall somewhere and on the top of our main activity board is the words a little bit of fun in everything we do and uh, and that's what we try and do every little bit of mail every email that goes out we just put something cheeky in it somewhere um, even when we're doing our uh, trust account to disbursements the email goes out saying we have money for you uh, <laughs> it gets people's okay. attention you got paid yeah. <laughs> and it's a great point of difference I don't think uh, you know a lot of people in business now are so serious and mm. I, I just think you know they, they think it has to be you know done the right way and you know they, they can't show any personality because god help it, anyone has a personality in business so it's great to see you're doing it. and that'll be known as a point of difference for you guys so look we hope so that's for sure yeah and I have to say um, 
on meeting you, I I actually thought we were going to be talking to, you know, like a, a trade business or someone who services the trade industry, not a real estate agent. So apologies to all the real estate agents who might be listening that do look like real estate agents and come across as <laughs> such, but you don't strike me as a typical agent, mate. So uh, I, that's I'm obviously not a typical part of your brand. <laughs> I like it. So one thing we like to ask all our guests is if you had a thousand tradies in the room, what would be the one thing you'd like to tell them? You're going to have to edit a big pause. Right <laughs> uh, you should know this. You listen to the show. You know we ask everyone. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't get to the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> he can only survive your stupid <laughs> questions today. Yeah, my run finishes before then. <laughs> um, I think it would have to be know where your advertising, know what advertising works. Measure yeah. your advertising. And, and, and it's okay to be lazy about some of the key things in businesses. And, you know, accountants will always tell you to measure you know measure your phone calls measure your advertising um and that usually involves asking on the phone and and, and if you're not answering the phone it then relies upon your support staff where did you get our number from stuff like that and they almost never do it and they certainly don't do it with enough degree of accuracy and recognizing that i'm lazy uh, and that a job still needs to be done i i put in place um a series of 1300 numbers so i have 30 1300 numbers um, and they all are in a unique advertising space. So every ad has its own 1300 number. So when I get the bill at the end of the month for the 1300 numbers, I just count the phone calls that each one received. So I can measure down to a dollar figure uh, how much it costs a each time the phone rings, but which source of advertising made that happen. Mm. It's it's such a good point, Adam, and I'm so pleased that you've uh, chosen that one because it's something very close to my heart. And I know I bash my my mentor and clients over the head with this stuff all of the time, but not only is it a great way to save money on uh, advertising and marketing that's not working, <clears throat> but it's also an awesome way to open the taps on lead flow um, and get more business. When you figure out what is working, you can redirect funds or effort or whatever to those strategies and obviously turn on the tap. So. Um, it's a great point, mate. Thank you for raising it. It, it, was a, it was a very interesting process to watch, certainly as print advertising died off and the flow from the website started to happen. And I think a lot of business owners that were spending money in, in the print advertising market had trouble spending the same or anywhere near it in this mystical mm. you know, electronic medium called the internet and they just couldn't get their head around it. Um, whereas my numbers showed very clearly that uh, our number one source for our phone calls now is off our website. Yep. So to spend money on it is, was, is, a, is a no-brainer. That's right. That's it's right. such an interesting point because so many, they don't want to spend money on their website. No. Mm. Oh, no, I just just the bare minimum. Oh, I haven't got much, you know. I want to put a few hundred on what, but this is your shop front. This is what works now, you know. You'll spend 15, 30K on a Yellow Pages ad, but you won't spend mm. a couple of thousand on your website. I just, I don't get that. It's an intangible thing that it's, they're not measuring it perhaps, don't see that the numbers are coming in from it, so why would I spend money on it? Or they don't understand it. So there you go, listeners. Uh, you've got to be able to answer the question of where are your leads coming from? You know, as in what strategy, what's, what marketing source are they coming from? So mm. it can be very, very powerful financially as well as obviously uh, making the phone ring, mate, which is uh, your bag. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time today, Adam. Yeah, We've awesome, covered mate. a lot of great tips there and I hope everyone will get their running shoes out tomorrow morning and I'm sure, and I'm sure with 20 ABNs and 31, 300 numbers, we could have talked about a whole lot more stuff <laughs> there, mate. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming in, mate. Well done uh, with the fitness and business goals and uh, look forward to seeing more from you. 
See you out on the running track. Yeah, cheers, Adam. Thanks. So there you have Adam Leishman. Uh, yeah, I don't know which title to actually attach to him because <laughs> he's got a few. But um, yeah, one of the big things that I asked Adam was how does he keep a handle on everything that he's involved in? So I think he's got like, you know, 20 different businesses and uh, <laughs> he's got 31, 300 numbers or something to track yeah. all of his marketing. So, Which is a very clever thing to do, really. Absolutely. Um, but certainly you've got to have, I guess, um, some tools and good time management habits as well to be able to manage your time. And I liked his um, his method for doing that of really focusing on the role rather than all the different bits and pieces. And he's very clear on his part to play in any of his businesses is to make the phone ring. That's mm. it. If he gets the phone ringing, he's achieved his outcomes in the role across all of those businesses. Yeah, and he set up systems and procedures uh, in his businesses to handle that. Once his job's done, he just knows everything else is going to fall into place. And yep. it's it's been worked out so that he can get that end result. So very clearly defined roles and team members uh, helps get the job done. And, uh, you know, a bit close to my heart is the whole uh, physical activity and, and fitness side of things. But more than that is the, I think, the mindset side of it. And uh, it honestly didn't prep or script that. But, you know, Adam's comments about just the mindset that it puts him in every day to, to run every day for more than 400 days in a row. Uh, it, it's like a meditation each day. Mm. So I love it that, that uh, his friends fr- threw him a party for 365 days. <laughs> got him to feed the purpose of having a good drink. That's right. That, yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, uh, interesting interview, and uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to find out more, go to the show page and um, we'll put some links up there to uh, some of Adam's businesses. So, And also if you want to find out more about our show sponsors, face-to-face training that do a lot of uh, certification and on-the-job training as well as management and leadership training where you could get some government rebates back, just check with the team. Head to face-to-facetraining.edu.au And instead of running every day for 400 and something days, to stay focused and connected and everything, you could just join the Tradies Business Toolkit. How's that? Nice. Did, I, did I do okay? Yeah. yeah you yeah. were wondering where I was going with that, weren't you? Yeah, he's gonna, this is a big one, but he's going to pull it off. So were the listeners, don't worry. Um, but certainly uh, to get your daily dose of motivation or feedback, join the Tradies Business Toolkit. It, seriously, it is a dollar for the first 30 days. You won't find a trial period as long as that, or as cheap as that. We're not desperate, honest. And cheaper than a pair of new runners. Yeah. <laughs> or a gym membership. Um, but dollar for 30 days, you can go and check it out. Chat to some of the other members in the private Facebook group. There's been some great conversations in there. Uh, recently, we had somebody share a photo of the sign writing on their van, a new sign writing for their business, getting feedback from members all across Australia from all different trades about what was working. And so that was uh, hugely valuable. Um, and he's literally gone back to the drawing board with his designer to make some changes based on the feedback that he got. Um, so you can access that private Facebook community. There's also monthly webinars uh, where we talk about everything from marketing to planning, finance, uh, you know, hiring staff, all that sort of stuff. And there's templates, uh, video training, extended interviews with some of our guests sharing ninja tips. Wow, this sounds like, you know, hundreds of dollars a month worth of value. But how much is it after the $1? But wait, there's more. Um, but look, seriously, guys, it's 27 bucks a month after that. And you can stay as long as you like. If you love it, stay. If you hate it, leave. No locking contracts. So um, there's some really good stuff in there. Cool. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Tradies Business Show. Been awesome having you with us. 
go out there and run hard. Did you like that pun? Yeah. That was good. And uh, please laugh at my jokes. Makes me feel better about myself. Until next time. See ya. All right. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.